Good evening. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and tonight I'm in focus, and I'm going straight ahead. The music we're listening to comes from the Doobie Brothers, featuring Michael McDonald, the 1979 classic, What a Fool Believes. A lot of you guys have probably seen the movie Taken, where Liam Nielsen's character has this phenomenal little short monologue where he says something like, I have a particular set of skills, a skills that might be very bad to a person like you, if you, you know, blah, 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 blah. But basically he's saying, he got a lot of shit with him, and he don't want to deal with it, and he put that shit away. But these guys pulled that shit out. Now, nine out of ten circumstances, he wouldn't deal with this. But damn, this one time, he had to go do it. And everybody was all the worse for it. Because all that shit came back to him just like that. And he handled his business. But he was retired. So, you know, it wasn't like, and, and, and it was his child. You know, everybody will drop what they're doing to handle your business for your child. But he never used those, those particular sets of skills for random reasons. To prove a point. For revenge. Just because you can. See, sometimes... What we know about federal agents and, and spies and people like that is that they know some shit. But they could be next to you in the grocery store and you wouldn't have any idea. And they could be going over and fucking up some shit around the world. But they can't tell you. They got egos too. But they can't use them. So, certain points in your life, you try to stay on the highway. If you have something to give, you weigh that out. See, a lot of us can get caught up in ego, in others' perception of our skills, our ability, our personality. And we feel the need to step out of the car or take a left turn off the off-ramp and show we are but when we really do that we realize we're not showing who we are we're showing who they think we are whole different thing part of being human um, how much raises up in you and how many voices do you hear does the ones that go off the road to handle that bigger than the one that says hey it's a waste of time it's almost like that T.D. Jakes thing where he says gallon people and pint people. I don't care. Sometimes gallon people will keep pouring and the pint is full and you can get caught up in that too. So what to do, what to do, what to do. For me, the only way to prove, you don't know, not even, that's the wrong word. To be yourself is to be yourself. Everything else is white noise. 
sound effects. Off the road parking. Even in the days when you would take the time to play the B-side, you probably shouldn't have done it then. But now it's it's a grown-up thing. Today is today. I got this thing I say, the closer you get to God is the closer you get to God, which means tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Do you really have to deal with your feelings in a way that takes away from your meaning and your purpose? Nah. No, you don't. No, you don't. Trust me. You don't have to do that. And But also, trust me, that is not easy to do if you're a person who's not one to back down from confrontation or a challenge or... I don't know, just things that don't add up right. But that's why you don't deal with it, because it's things that don't add up right. Even though you have a particular set of skills, you're playing on somebody else's field. You're playing the game time and judged by somebody else. There's a whole lot better games to play. So sometimes, I learn to take the fuel and reprocess it and deal with it. And you know what? Truth be told, if it really something that you have a problem with, then you turn it into gold. You just turn it into gold because had you not allowed yourself to go off right or go on the, off the highway or get in that parking lot, you might have made gold sooner. Maybe not. Gold's not guaranteed. But at least, at least, you go straight ahead. You live, you love, you die. You ain't got to explain shit to nobody. And all the little shit in between is just little shit in between. If you truly are into who you are, proving a point is nothing. Prove who you are. Have a good day, everybody. That was deep, kind of covert. <laughs> See you later. Good day. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and today I'm going off the cuff with funny, like, haha. The music I'm listening to comes from and is in respect to the great late now Leonard Skinner. The song is Simple Man, and it's arguably its most popular popular song um, from his 1973 debut album, Leonard Skinner. Um, okay, I was just like a half hour ago watching my show, Andy Griffith. Okay, for those of you who don't know, 
You can get it on Netflix. You can get it on probably Amazon Prime. You can just turn on your TV, and it's the only show that's been continually run as far as the TV comedy for 50 years. Um, and I am, like, in the tank for it. I have been. I don't know why, but I kind of do know why, but it's here's the deal. I'm sitting up here watching Andy Griffin, and I've seen every episode probably at least twice at least but it just made me laugh I was watching uh, season 1 episode 9 A Feud is a Feud if you're going to watch one you can watch that one or season 3 episode 63 uh, Barney and the Choir but but I was watching today I was watching A Feud is a Feud and it was just a really funny scene and, and it got me to thinking about firstly this was black and white TV this episode debuted in 1960. Now, I didn't see it then. I'm not that old. But I did see it many, many years ago first. And things that are funny are just funny. And I'm sitting up here laughing at this like it's the first time I've ever seen it. And it made me think about what TV really made me laugh. You know, not the kind of planned laughter that you know something's going to happen. Or a lot of old TV shows used to have what we call a laugh track. We were right at the punchline, they'd turn up the uh, sound and there'd be people laughing. But then it got to live audiences where you're watching them tape the show. But things that just make you laugh. And if, if it made you laugh one time, it's going to make you laugh again. Probably make you laugh many times. So I was thinking about old TV shows. Now, Andy Griffin was a black and white TV show. And in five years of its being in the black and white, which was what really the best show at that time. And the best of the, those years because for three years in 65 it changed to color and it was kind of weird to see all these people that you saw in black and white now in color and you're like wow that's what the shirt looks like or that's what that suit looks like that Barney used to always wear but I'm I was thinking about what did I find funny you know were there a lot of really funny shows in the 60s 70s okay here's the other thing something about me I think how I could be seen by people who know me. Or who knew me then when I was a kid, too. And who knew me in college. People who know me, whatever. Um, shows like Good Times, The Jeffersons, What's Happening, those shows in the 70s, they didn't make me laugh. And yes, they were all black shows. So I used to get the thing sometimes where, oh, you can't laugh at us. You black, but you can't. No, it wasn't funny. The only show that I thought that was had title characters were black and it was funny at that time in the 70s was Sanford and Son. And when I look back, it always it was because I believed everybody else in their comedies, the Jeffersons, I mean, good actors. Jefferson's Good Times, all good actors, but they were trying to be funny. Whereas with Sanford and Son, Red Fox was just funny. Um, the, his this cousin or whatever her name was, she was just funny. They were funny people. So when they would, why can't I remember her name? But when when Red Fox and her would go back and forth, they you know the heathen and and uh, you know the, the the fight, they were just funny to me. So I watched Stanford and Son. Um, a lot of sitcoms like that to me 
at that time. People, I understand. Situation comedy is over the top comedy. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be kind of out there a little bit. That's how shows last. But they also last because you have good actors who are funny. Um, I'll even come years up into the 90s and 2000s. Um, a lot of black actors had some really good shows. I didn't watch them too much. D.L. Hughley had a comedy show. A Damon Wayans had a long-running show on ABC. I just didn't... I thought Martin was funny. Yeah, I thought Martin, I thought Martin was funny. That got me back in the black club for a little while because I thought Martin was funny. And I watched um, 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 the Cosby spinoff, A Different World. Not because it was funny, just because it was us in college. Wow. <laughs> you know, and almost a decent portrayal of us in college. So I watched that because it, it had content at that time. But a lot of the shows weren't really funny. Now, again, if you're going to give a tribute to Leonard Skinner, come on. Come on. 1974, his second album called Second Helping. You know the song. You know the guitar lick. I don't care what kind of music you like. This, he was a really good, just a really good musician. A great musician. And his music was so authentic to who the sound he was trying to create seemed like to who he was. I don't know him personally, but this was kicking it. 1974, Sweet Home Alabama. So I was thinking about, okay, okay going back to Eddie Griffin, here's the other thing that, that got me to, to like that show even more. Now, I know I've heard things about the personalities of the people that, that's, I'm talking about the show. Um, yes, there were only three scenes of a sighted black person on that show in five years of black and white TV. Okay, I'm talking about the show, the content, the story. The story was, for its time, really true. And when you look at it now, there's certain things about that show that make you cringe a little bit. Um, the married couple that always fought, threw stuff at each other, um, seemed on the borderline domestic violence thing. Um, Otis. Otis Campbell, great, who is also, for those of you guys who don't know, he was the original voice of Winnie the Pooh, the man who played Otis and Andy Griffin. Um, he was the town drunk. Toe up drunk, walking through the jail every weekend. One episode, he bought a car. You know, stuff like that where you're like, ooh, this was the 60s, so it wasn't really discussed like that. It was looked on as, a, it was all a man's world. And... Those kind of episodes really, you know, look, it gives you a little bit of insight on the mentality of what we thought was funny at that time. Kind of like the updated show Mad, uh, Mad Men takes you back to the 50s. This did it in a supposedly comedic way. But there were some really good actors. Um, Andy Griffin, who, if you guys want to see something that's kind of creepy but relevant, there's a movie called A Face in the Crowd, where Andy Griffin played a popular personality, this was in the 50s now, he played a popular, uh, I think he was a singer, entertainer that decided to run for office, and he won, and he became the most powerful man in the country, check it out, it's got a, it's got, he's very good in this, but it's called A Face in the Crowd, also, he did a movie which got him to Mayberry, uh, to Andy Griffin's show, a movie called No Time for Sergeants, which is a really good comedy with Don Knotts, who plays Barney Fife, who is still the most iconic TV character I think to ever play as that role, a role like that. Um, he won four Emmys at the time. 
Most of us remember him from the Disney movies, um, the incredible Mr. Limpet, um, the gun thing, uh, the, the, the apple dumpling gang, stuff like that. But, and he's also on a comedy that was not funny to me either, um, coming, uh, Three's Company. He played the next door neighbor on Three's Company. So, all of these things kind of just go back to, oh, 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 and the other part, member of the cast, which is really important, was Ron Howard, who was Opie. Now, this is the one thing I did hear about this show and then studying it. Andy Griffin decided to have Opie's family come up and stay with him sometime when they were shooting. Not only that, he paid to have Opie's friends at his age come up to play with him while he was on set shooting the show. Years later, Opie grew into Richie Cunningham from Happy Days. Richie Cunningham grew up to be a Ron Howard, the director, who's directed such movies as Apollo 13, uh, Splash. Um, he, basically, he's a great director. But all of this came out of A Feud is a Feud. If you want to watch one Andy Griffin episode, please, just one. A Feud is a Feud, season one, episode nine. Or you can watch Barney and the Choir. Or you can watch the one where the three women escape from prison. Or the party girls. It's high doll. It's or the darlings. That's the family from the mountains where they used to come down and go, hey Ann, hey Sheriff, you want ours? The Brit, the darling family. Watch one of those. Great show. Have a good day. I'm going back to watch more Andy. It's my thing. Talk to you later. <laughs>